we wanted to create spaces um, that we want to participate in as queer women or as Latin women um, that we um, that we could, you know, have for the rest of the people in our community. Uh-huh. Being part of the San Maria community, Lompoc community. And we want to make sure that we bring some of these kind of events to our community because we deserve we deserve to have them. Hello, and happy spooky season, Santa Barbara County. You're listening to This Time Round, where we center a new topic every week, encompassing our community and highlighting what is happening here and now. I'm Daniel Vecillas, and this time around, we consult the spirit guides to discuss a drag-themed Dia de los Muertos celebration held in Lompoc, California. This week, I speak with Anna Boren and Suzette Lopez, co-founders of Mirame Entertainment, a culturally inclusive entertainment group creating safe spaces in the 805. Stay tuned. You're listening to This Time Round on KCSBFM 91.9 in Santa Barbara. Let's talk cultural customs. Now it's time for a breakdown. Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, is a Mexican holiday where families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. A blend of Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture, the holiday is celebrated each year from October 31st to November 2nd. While October 31st is Halloween, November 2nd is All Souls Day, or the Day of the Dead. According to tradition, the gates of heaven are opened at midnight on October 31st and the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours. The spirits of adults can do the same on November 2nd. Families create ofrendas, or offerings, to honor their departed family members that have passed. These altars are decorated with bright yellow marigold flowers, photos of the departed, and the favorite foods and drinks of the ones being honored. The offerings are believed to encourage visits from the land of the dead, as the departed souls hear their prayers, smell their foods, and join in on the celebration. The Day of the Dead is a rare holiday for celebrating death and life. It is unlike any holiday because mourning is exchanged for celebration. Though the particular customs and scale of Day of the Dead celebrations continue to evolve, the heart of the holiday has remained the same over thousands of years. It's an occasion for remembering and celebrating. In a week's time, the Divas de los Muertos drag show comes to the Flower City Ballroom in Lompoc showcasing an evening of incredible drag performances by local queens in English and in Spanish, and also live music by Mariachi Lo Mejor de Jalisco. Additionally, in celebration of all people and all souls, the evening will feature a community altar to honor loved ones who have passed. This week, I speak with Anna Boren and Suzette Lopez to discuss the significance of Divas de los Muertos in Lampoc and the cultivation of inclusive intersectional spaces. Now, an apology. Unfortunately, my mic quality during our interview is not as pleasant as it is presently. I I did not plug it in properly. So, that aside, here is my interview with Mirame Entertainment. Hi, 
I am Anna Boren, pronouns she, her. Um, I am co-founder of Mirame Entertainment. Um, I am also um, a fundraiser for the food bank, and I have been working in the nonprofit sector for a very long time, as well as working um, in her events business, too. Oh, yeah, me. Uh, my name is Suzette, uh, Suzette Lopez, and uh, my pronouns are she, her, ella. And I am, I wear a few hats, a few, a few different hats in the community. I'm uh, DJ Suze. So I'm a DJ. I do a lot of events in the Tri-County area from Ventura to Santa Barbara County to Slow County. Um, I'm also the uh, president for House of Pride and Equality in Santa Maria, uh, also known as HOPE. And I'm also the co-founder of Mirame Entertainment. I want to talk about the reason why we are here. Today, we're going to talk about the Divas de los Muertos drag show that is uh, up and coming uh, in Lompoc uh, this 4th of November. I want to talk about how important, so straight out the gate, how important this event is in association to its geographical location, right? You're having a drag show in Lompoc. And from what I understand, there's not really drag shows in Lompoc. And then also, it's themed around and observing Dia de los Muertos. There's so much intersectionality happening here, and I'm really happy to see it. Yeah, uh, I'll start if that's okay. Um, I am actually born and raised Lompoc. Um, so that is my hometown. Um, this event especially means a lot to me to bring a queer inclusive space to my town. That is a really big deal. There has been other drag shows in Lompoc before, but they have been quite small and they have not happened in a while and yeah. we kind of wanted to go big um we found a really great venue um that was willing to work with us and be inclusive and open its doors to the queer community which was amazing um and we don't find that every single place we go to especially in the city of Lompoc so it's uh it just it, everything kind of came together perfectly to make it happen yeah the the venue is actually up and coming so it's really nice to be part of their like foundation um, so it's it's kind of nice that this event is going to take place because I believe it's one of the more cultural events happening. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it's the Flower City Ballroom. Yes, Flower City Ballroom right in the heart of downtown Lompoc. Yeah, it's a new event venue space that's doing a lot of really cool shows um, in the area. It's very cool. Another reason, like one of the reasons why we chose uh, Dia de los Muertos is because everyone celebrates Halloween, but uh, we have a huge Latinx community, yeah. you know, in the Central Coast. And uh, being, you know, I'm Mexican. My parents are from Jalisco and Guanajuato. Uh, though I was born and raised here, I feel like I'm more Mexican than anything. <laughs> and I think it's really important to um, to celebrate these culture, these cultural like um, traditions, and not let them die. And so one of the cool things is that we're kind of like doing a little fusion, you know, bringing the queer, the queer community together with the Latinx community, and that uh, falls within our, you know our events company, what we want to do moving forward. We want to do events that focus on that. Yeah. And, and drag is a celebration of people and life. And Dia de los Muertos is a celebration of life at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And we thought it was a perfect fit um, um, to, you know, to bring people together in celebration and joy and color and fun. Um, mm -hmm going to be a good night. <laughs> I, I appreciate, you know, this, what you're saying, you know, there's a, a lot of overlap uh, between, you know, the the two celebrations, right? Drag is this art form that celebrates life itself. And the same thing with Dia de los Muertos, right? The observance is culturally celebrating 
people who have passed uh, in your family and acknowledging that history that exists in the queer community as well, honoring our ancestors and the people who have come before us generations and generations uh, progressing through a a constant struggle. So I also do want to applaud you for uh, providing a space for uh, you know, not only Latinx people and not only queer people, but specifically queer Latinx people. Let's talk about what will actually be taking place at the event on the 4th. I know that you have a panel of just beautiful queens that are going to be coming out, as well as a mariachi group. Could you tell me about that? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we really wanted to focus on um, elevating some of the artists from Lompoc. So we're going to have uh, B.B. Dil- BB Delusional, which is one of Lompoc's, you know, beloved queens. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also going to have United Queendom joining us, uh, Starla, who's also from the Central Coast. And we're also going to be featuring Lompoc's mariachi called Lo Mejor de Jalisco. And we had the opportunity to check them out the other day, you know, scoping out the talent. And they were on point. We we're like, OK, we're excited for the show. <laughs> Their sound is great. Yeah, they're going to be super fun. What other artists do we have? Um, oh, I'm, I'll oh. be DJing. <laughs> yeah, like, she's a really important one. <laughs> um, I'm going to be DJing and helping with the production side of things. So I'll be making sure to put all like the Latin jams there and, uh, you know, taking all the requests. And one really cool aspect about this show is we have two co-hosts who are um, hosting in both English and Spanish. Um, so um, you'll be able to hear, you know, both the whole time, kind of back and forth, which is really great. We have um, Angel Damon and um, it's Melinda Poinsettia who will be um, co-hosting the show for us, which is really amazing. I don't think I've ever seen a bilingual show before. Um, and this is a really great space to host it. So we're excited. So awesome. Very happy to have that accessibility there. Uh, I know you're also going to be having um, a community altar to the event. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. So we wanted to make sure that, we don't. one of the main things that we want to do with our events is that we don't just want to, you know, throw a Dia de los Muertos sticker on it, say like, that's what it is. We want to make sure that we honor the day. So we're inviting our community members to bring, um, you know, pictures of their loved ones. We're going to have a community altar and it's going to have all of the main things like the pan de muerto, the marigolds. Yeah. Um, what else am I missing? I don't want the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just all of the different aspects that go into a an altar. And we are inviting all of our community members to bring something along so they can share with us. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's really beautiful. And, you know, just speaking to my own personhood, growing up queer and, and Chicano, I deviated a lot from the observance because a lot of, you know, uh, Chicano culture is very much so very, you know, you get a little like, uh, uh, and so I didn't really participate in the obser- observances. And so, you know, going forward in my adulthood, I was like, I, I know that I can, and I know I can make these things my own, right. That I can be both queer and Chicano and participate in these observances, maybe not in the same way, but it's still valid and it's still important. Yeah. I mean, now that you're putting it into words, I didn't think about it that way, but that's a really beautiful thing. I mean, for us, um, um, we just wanted to make sure um, that we had a way for people in our community to remember those who have come before us. Um, It could be their own family members or it could be um, 
even those who have meant a lot to the queer community too, um, who have put in the work um, and um, paid the ultimate sacrifice, honestly. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you for validating yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> you get the you get the, the picture of it. And I really, that yeah. really means a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, I, and I'm sure other people, you know, do and will as well, you know, with being able to participate and, and be present in, in this in this event, right? Not just at this event, but in this event. So I'm very grateful. But I do want to talk about maybe an origin point here for uh, your entertainment group. What inspired you to foster, you know, an entertainment group of your own, right? That seems like a very daunting task, at least in the beginning, I'm sure, right? Uh, the answer is it is a little daunting. <laughs> um, truth be told, we've been talking about launching this com- this entertainment company for about a couple years now, um, and everything had to kind of just line up with perfect timing um, to make it happen now. Um, and I think um, the main goal is Mirame Entertainment. Mirame means look at me in Spanish. Um, and our events are a place for people to feel seen. Yeah. Um, we wanted to create spaces um, that we want to participate in as queer women or as Latin women um, that we um, that we could, you know, have for the rest of the people in our community. Uh-huh. Ditto. <laughs> um, also, just, you know, being part of the San Maria community, Lampo community, uh, you know, you do see a lot of events like this happening in like Flow or or events happening in Slow or in Santa Barbara, but we don't see a lot of these kind of events happening in Lompoc or in Santa Maria, Nipomo. And we want to make sure that we bring some of these kind of events to our community because we deserve we deserve to have them also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I it's that's so amazing to see, you know, because I, I remember being at Santa Barbara Pride and hearing from a lot of people who were traveling out from Santa Maria and Orchid and Ojai and, you know, just various cities in the valley uh, and saying, you know, I, I come here because this is one of the most present and available spaces for people like me. And so the fact that you are providing those spaces in those in those places is just really amazing and awesome with almost one week away from the event. How are you feeling at this present moment? Do you, do you want the truth or do you want to like? <laughs> I'm freaking out. Um, I, you know, we're we're excited. Uh, we're honestly stoked. Uh, yeah. I gotta say, um, DJ Suze has been a part of a lot of drag shows over the last few years, and um, they are very fun, and we get to be a part of creating them. Um, and, and this is our first time doing it together um, as a team as Mita May Entertainment. Um, and we are super confident that we can pull it off because we yeah. <laughs> we have done this before. Yeah, done. Um, and we have a huge team of people that's helping us, of just family and friends who have our back as well, um, who have just come out of the woodworks to support us um, and to make it happen. So it's kind of a family affair, too. Yeah. Um, but it's been really great. Um, yeah. And none of this would have been possible without like the, you know, uh, the help from all of the other events that we've helped out on, like, you know, yeah. with Slow Queerdos, with um, House of Pride and Equality, Big yep. Boss Productions. So being able to work with the community and learn from them and being able to launch ourselves, like, you know, ourselves to do the same thing. It's, you know, it's fun. It's exciting. It's yeah. scary. But we know that. We have good intentions and this is going to be a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Before we get into, uh, you know, where people can find out more information, I'm curious to know if you would be willing to do a lightning round of lighthearted questions with me 
for this time around. Sure. All right. Hit us with it. <laughs> Before we get into our lightning round of lighthearted questions, it's time to dispel some myths surrounding Dia de los Muertos. Please listen carefully. Number one, Day of the Dead is not the Mexican Halloween, like it is sometimes mistaken to be because of the timing of year. The two holidays originated with similar afterlife beliefs, but are very different in the modern day. Halloween began as a Celtic festival, where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts but has recently been turned into a tradition of costume wearing and trick-or-treating. Number two, many of us see death as a sad event, but those who celebrate the Day of the Dead view death as a welcomed part of life. That is why you will see brightly colored skeletons and skulls everywhere during the holiday. They often are seen smiling as a friendly nod to death, even mocking it. And number three, Mexican communities are not the only ones who celebrate the Day of the Dead. It is a widely celebrated holiday all over the world. In fact, many religious communities celebrate All Souls Day, also known as All Saints Day, during the same time as the Day of the Dead. The act of honoring the dead is widely celebrated around the world, but Day of the Dead is unique in its traditions. The ofrendas, the meaning of life and death, the use of calaveras, and more recently, the festivals in the streets. Now, it's time for a lightning round. So we're going to cue the lightning sound effects here and, <laughs> you know, very hyper uh, 80s music uh, in the background. Uh, but essentially, it's just going to be very quick. I'm going to uh, say a question and then first thing that comes to mind. Oh, and then you can just uh, one right after the other. So both of you will answer. OK, um, so we're we're talking about a queer identity here. Where was your first pride? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Santa Maria? I think it might have been Santa Maria too. Santa Maria was my- Oh no, San Diego. San Diego. Okay, San Diego Pride. Okay, what is your favorite pan dulce? Conchas. I don't have one. You like conchas. You like the conchas. What flavor concha? All of them, but if I have to pick one, I'll go with the strawberry one. Is that the pink one? Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Yes. Okay, so we are going to be having music. We're going to be having drag. If you were to perform your first drag number, if you haven't already, uh, what song would you perform to? Gasolina Daddy Yankee. Yes. <laughs> um, I would go with sort of a ballad, um, uh, You and I by Lady Gaga. I appreciate the variety here. I appreciate mm -hmm. the variety. <laughs> so I know that uh, Lompoc is noted for its flower and its for, uh, flowers and horticulture. Uh, what is your favorite flower to receive as a gift? Orange roses. I love Gerber daisies of any color. Okay, okay, I enjoy this as well. I know that surf speech is a is a big thing in Lompoc. I heard that there are sharks uh, in surf speech. Have you ever seen a shark? Uh, not at surf beach, no. But be careful out there. It's freezing cold and the waves are gnarly. So <laughs> I just know that beach. There's snowy plovers everywhere. Don't go in the dunes. Which is a <laughs> bird. Which is a bird. Apparently, I did. I had no idea. An endangered species. So nah. be careful out there. <laughs> Have you seen a shark, Suzette? Not in only inland. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, I've never seen a shark. <laughs> but I okay. So we'll just wrap up here. Last question. Where can people find out more information if they would like, if they would like to get involved? 
first, you can follow us at Mirame Entertainment. Uh, that is our Instagram handle. It's Mirame underscore entertainment. Yeah. You can also follow us on Mirame Entertainment on Facebook. And then you can go to My 805 Ticket, My 805 Ticks, and you can find all the information there. All right, perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure it'll be an amazing event. We've come full circle on our conversation with Anna Boren and Suzette Lopez. For more information on Divas de los Muertos and Mirame Entertainment, you can visit Mirame underscore entertainment on Instagram. That's M-I-R-A-M-E underscore entertainment on Instagram. You have been listening to This Time Round. This Time Round can be heard on Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Our theme music is On That Day and Not Listening by Ketza. Additional music heard during this episode, Neon Night by Scott Holmes Music, The Queen of Cones by Blue Dot Sessions, and Please Listen Carefully by Jazer. An additional thanks to my internal monologue for the thunder sound effects. It is spooky season, and it's on my mind. This time round is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Daniel Vasias. Until next time, take care, and stay safe this Halloween. 